Welcome to the Ultimate Coach Podcast, Conversations from Being, inspired by the book, The Ultimate Coach, written by Amy Hardison and Alan Thompson. Join us each week with the intention of expanding your state of being, and your experience will be remarkable. Remember, this is a podcast about being. It is a podcast about you. To explore more deeply, visit theultimatecoachbook.com. Now, enjoy today's conversation from B. All right, we are back with another episode of the Ultimate Coach Podcast. This is one of your hosts, Ross Weitzer, and we are here with the amazing Eric Lofholm, the world's best sales trainer and the father and the idea man behind the Ultimate Coach Podcast. Eric, how are you? Ross, I'm doing great. I'm excited to be with you and with all of our listeners from all over the world today. Eric, I think it's such a special opportunity to be with you here because so much of the foundation of the creations that people are experiencing within the Ultimate Coach world is as a result of the intention and effort that you have been putting in. So I just want to say thank you. I wouldn't be here without your effort. And how's it been going? You know, it's, it's been going fantastic. I, um, I've been involved now with the project uh, since early December. And uh, the project includes our Facebook group, our, of course, our podcast here, our YouTube channel, our Instagram. We have a LinkedIn group. We have a website, an email list. So it all started with the Facebook group. But now there's multiple different aspects of what we're doing. And um, I love that we have these different tools and platforms to connect with book enthusiasts from all mm-hmm. over the world. Absolutely. Eric, the, the, the question I have, I'm, I'm super curious, is I have only gotten to know you briefly and see you on the other side of all of these efforts. Who are you now in regards to who were you before through everything that has been transpiring? Well, there, there actually has been quite a few shifts in me in a short amount of time. So as of this recording, we're, I don't know, four months into the project. And um, I've done a lot of personal development work before, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners, the people that are attracted to the Ultimate Coach book in this conversation are people that are, a lot of them are really interested in personal and professional development. So I started my personal development journey in 1988 with a book called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And that book just blew my mind. Mm. So since the late 1980s, I've been in a personal development conversation. I've never been in a being conversation. So that was never on my radar. I've never heard anybody else talk about it anywhere like uh, how Steve Hardison talks about it or it's spoken about in the, in the book. And so having four months of working with the concept of being and uh, being involved in the Facebook group and thinking about, well, who am I being? I've never, that's never been a part of my thought process before. So that's been really powerful. Um, it's shaping how I lead my company. Uh, it's shaping um, how I interact with my wife. Uh, how I interact with my children. Um, if I notice myself going into a place of uh, anger, I just check myself, you know, who am I being right now? 
And uh, it's really made a profound difference in my life. And we're only, you know, about four months in so far. Mm. What does the concept of being mean to you? To me, it's about uh, observing my thoughts. It's noticing, you know, what is the state that I'm in? So I can look back on a conversation. I can think of, um, I had a, a person working for my company that I let go right before this project started. And I felt that they weren't the right fit for the company. I still feel they weren't the right fit for the company. But when I think back about how I communicated that final message to them, hey, this isn't going to work for us moving forward. And I observed my thoughts. Was I being loving in that moment? No. Was I coming from compassion? No. It was just kind of like this, this task. And if I could go back and do it over again, I would show up differently. And so I'd never looked at life in that way. I'd never looked at, well, how did I show up or what could I have done differently? And I may have done it at some level, but not with the conscious focus that I now have of being. So it's, it's really, it's noticing how I showed up and then it's also being intentional moving forward. Mm. You know, I, I'm, um, I'm always been optimistic, at least for several decades, I've been an optimistic person. I'm even more optimistic now because I'm more intentional and I'm aware of how optimism creates my thoughts, which creates my reality. So it's deciding in advance how I'm going to show up and then looking back on situations and observing my being and, um, and learning from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I find it so interesting. It's something I'm, I still don't have the answer to. What is it about the book and the way being is conveyed that leads to these significant internal shifts? Because it's not as if these are things we've heard, like we haven't heard before, right? I've read books on awareness. I've read books on presence. What was it that led to, but I'm actually shifting. And I think one thing that you spoke to that I, I resonate with is the first sentence you said is, I'm now observing my thoughts in a different way. And I'm like, yes, it's awareness with a very specific added piece of intentionally choosing the next moment. I have the awareness of where I am right now. And instead of just that being it and enough, it's and now I get to be intentional about how I want to show up next. Yeah, I think that um, there's a concept in personal development. You might have heard of this before. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have as well. There's the things that you know that you know, and there's the things that you know you don't know, and then there's the things that you don't know you don't know. And so if we don't know that we don't know something, it's not we don't have any access to it because it's not in the known realm. So prior to diving into the book and really doing my best to understand what Steve's teaching, I didn't know that I didn't know to observe my thoughts around being. So when I think about this staff member who I let go and I, I never would have gone back and taken a look at who was I being in that moment. It never even would have occurred to me. I would just would have said, look, it didn't work out for this person. They needed to go. I clearly communicated it. I wasn't a jerk about it or anything, but could I have come from a more loving space? And it's like, well, yeah, I, I absolutely could have. And so it's, um, it's a very 
powerful thing when we become consciously aware of something. Another huge nugget for me that Steve teaches is around um, seeing the gold in others. And so if I look for the gold in somebody, I'm going to find it. If I look for what's wrong or where they're falling short or where they're not being their word, then I'm going to see that too. And it's the same human being. And my experience of them is going to be totally different based on what I'm seeing. And I've never consciously looked for the gold in others as a way of being. I mean, certainly there's times when I've I've just unconsciously seen that, but I, I, now it's like, look for the gold in others. And it also allows me to have more grace when they're falling short. I had an experience with a family member recently and uh, they got upset and they said some things to me that were not very nice. And when the conversation was done, a younger version of me, Ross, I would have gotten really upset and I would have gotten stuck in, in a story. And the story would have been so-and-so, this person said these things about me. I can't believe, and if I told you what they said, you'd be like, oh my gosh, Eric, I can't believe they said that to you. But when it was done, I wasn't upset at all. I was just like, you know what? Let me give them some grace. They got upset and they said some things that they, I'm sure they didn't mean. And whether they did or didn't, this is an extraordinary human being. So I choose to see what an extraordinary human being they are and not for this moment where they were not at their best. And um, that that's a huge breakthrough for me to be able to allow people to not have to be at their best in my experience of them, you know, or, or seeing them in a positive way. And um, that that's I've never looked at life like that. And it's opened up some really powerful things for me. And it's it's helped my relationships really just come from grace. And that's that's a, a powerful way of being with other people. And just pulling back and, uh, and releasing so much of this pressure that gets added on top of pressure that's already there. Yeah, like I don't have to take on them. They were calling me some names. I don't have to take <laughs> on them. Calling me. I don't, that's not who I am. I know who I am. I'm confident within myself. They don't have to give me acknowledgement for me to know who I am. And if they criticize me, it doesn't take me away from it. Like some people, if they get criticized, they start questioning themselves because they don't have the confidence within, within themselves. I have the confidence within myself. So something else I've, I've learned from Steve is that he um, he doesn't allow like him to get based on how someone else is being with him. And one of the things I've observed, because I've gotten a chance being involved in this project, I do get some one-on-one time with Steve occasionally, just talking about the Facebook group or updating him on the YouTube channel or whatnot. And we get to talking and sometimes he'll tell me how other people are being with him. And I'm just thinking to myself, it's mind blowing to me. It's like, this is Steve Hardison, who I have the highest respect for of a human being on the planet. And there are other people that don't see him as that. And it doesn't take him off center. It doesn't even phase him. He can just see them for where they're at and that's their perspective. And he's okay with that. So I've learned a lot about other people, like not having to agree with me and they can have their own perspective. That's completely fine. And I can honor 
their perspective and still know who I am and, and stay on my course. The significant piece of this is the knowing who you are. I'm curious if I'm a listener and I'm new to this whole being and I don't relate as well as you to feeling this groundedness and this centeredness with this is who I am and this confidence and this conviction. How would you guide somebody along the path of being? It's like, well, how is being going to help? I don't know who I am yet. It's a really insightful question because what people listening to this are not going to know about me and I'll, I'll share it now. I used to view myself as average and ordinary. I'm an extraordinary human being, but I didn't see myself as that before. So I would show up as average and ordinary. Um, I, uh, my, my parents both went to a good four-year college. I didn't get into one of those colleges. So I ended up in community college, which here you go for two years, then you get your AA degree or you'd go on to get a four-year degree. I went for five years, Ross. I never <laughs> got the two-year AA degree, okay? I'm a former cook at McDonald's, college dropout, bottom producing salesperson, my first job for an entire year. So in my early 20s, I got nothing going, okay? Wow. And my confidence reflects it. So I'm fearful. I'm not confident. There's nothing about me that I think is special or unique. And I, I'll just say what happened for me. I can't speak for anybody else. But what happened for me is that at that point in my life, no one had ever told me that I was extraordinary. Or if they had, I didn't hear it. And so as we start the personal development journey, I like the metaphor of its in this common metaphor, peeling back layers of the onion. So you read a book, Louise Hay, you can heal your life. Thoughts are things and things can be changed. That's her quote. Thoughts are things and things can be changed. That was mind blowing to me. So that's peeling a little bit of the onion, right? And then I did the Tony Robbins thing. I actually worked for Tony for three years, peeling some more of the onion. Then I have become friends with the great motivational speaker, Les Brown, peeling a little bit more of the onion and then, you know, doing the seminar and doing this and reading the book. And, and we keep peeling layers of the onion. And here's what I found me as a coach, I've done over 7,000 one-on-one coaching calls. And out of doing all those coaching calls, here's one of the conclusions I came to. I'm okay. And that was a breakthrough for me because I used to think there was something wrong with me. And as I was getting on these calls with these people, and some of them aren't so successful and some are super successful, and I found out that we're all fighting the same fight. We're all dealing with the same stuff. And in general, my experience of human beings, and I've been doing this work now for over 20 years, when people look in the mirror, they do not see how extraordinary they are. So people show up in the world based on their experience of themselves. So if they think they're an average wife or husband, if they think that if they don't view themselves as being um, physically fit, if they don't view themselves as, as a building net worth, if they don't view themselves being successful in their job, then they kind of like guide their life into how they their experience of life, how they view themselves. And so one of the things that is talked about in the book is creating your document. And so I've created my document. It's part of my morning routine. And so I, I work on being to start off my day. And just about every day, I take a little bit of time out and I'm, I'm working on my being and I'm seeing myself as like one of my declarations is I'm a leader of leaders. If I view myself as a leader of leaders and the difference is, it's not an affirmation. To me, an affirmation is just words. 
a declaration as being those words. So I declared at 28, I'm 51 now, at 28 Ross, and I didn't know what I was really doing consciously, but I declared I'm the Zig Ziglar of my generation. Zig Ziglar, if any of you are listening, you don't know who he is. He's the top sales trainer in the history of the world. He's no longer alive, but he's like the Michael Jordan of sales training. So at 28, I said, I am the Zig Ziglar of my generation. I am the world's greatest sales trainer. And so what, what shifted Ross was, it wasn't just words. I started being that. So yesterday, just yesterday, I gave five motivational sales trainings in one day. I had a couple coaching calls. So my actions say I'm being the world's greatest sales trainer. Anybody mm-hmm. can say it, but I'm being that, okay? You're being something extremely powerful right now. By doing this interview, you're showing up as whatever you're up to, right? And by me delivering the interview, I'm showing up with what I'm up to. So if, if people can get connected to the fact that they are extraordinary, that they do have a purpose in life, to be able to look in the mirror and go, I'm extraordinary mm-hmm. and own it, not from an ego standpoint, but from the truth. That's the truth of who I am. That's what gave me the confidence to go to Steve Hardison and say, I want to lead your Facebook group. And then he said, well, can you do it on Instagram? And I kept saying yes. And so now I'm running, I'm running the entire social media for the Ultimate Coach Project. And I committed to doing this for Steve for the next 20 years to make that kind of commitment to somebody like Steve, I have to look in the mirror and go, I'm extraordinary. But this isn't exclusive to me. Every one of you listening right now is extraordinary. You may not be present to that fact, but that is who you are. And that's part of the being conversation is getting you connected to who you are. Becoming the state is what is, is the, the message that I'm receiving from you is extraordinary is unique. And I believe we all are tapped into our power when we recognize our uniqueness. And I think the hurdle or a hurdle is that usually people speaking the message of extraordinary and unique are already people who are identifying and expressing and living as that state. And if somebody isn't experiencing themselves as unique and extraordinary, it's developed. It starts with seeing, trusting, having faith, and then putting in the action daily. And then all of a sudden, the mirror is going to start to reflect back something completely new. Well, to that point, I'm big on repetition. And I'm one of the biggest speakers of repetition on the planet, as far as that being a message, like Steve talks about being. One of the things I talk about is repetition. So here's what I figured out. If I was going to be the world's greatest sales trainer, then what would that look like? Well, I would do more coaching sessions than anybody in my age group for sales training, and I would do more speeches. So what I did, Ross, it's pretty simple. I outrepped everybody. I did more coaching sessions and more speaking engagements than anyone else to become this who I now view myself as. Well, anybody could do that. Anybody could do that. Let's say they're not physically fit right now and they wanted to step into being physically fit. All they'd have to do is just show up and be physically fit, do the activity of physically fit every single day for you know a year or two or three and they'd get very physically fit and they just put the reps in. You can do this as 
uh, like with my wife. How do I show up as an extraordinary husband? Well, I go to Starbucks when she's asleep each morning, pretty much every day. And I get her favorite Starbucks and I put it right by her toothbrush. So when she wakes up in the morning, first thing when she goes in and gets ready in the morning, there's her coffee sitting there. So I'm showing up as an extraordinary husband. And I did that this morning. So I'm not just talking about it. I'm being an extraordinary husband. If you looked at our text thread, you would go, wow, the way Eric communicates with his wife, he's being an extraordinary husband. Well, some people that are watching this right now, if you're a husband and I look at your text thread and I look at how you talk to your wife over text, you're not being an extraordinary husband. <laughs> so be that, be a great parent, be a, whatever you do for work, be great at that. And that's, that's a present moment choice. And it's a choice that we make every day. It's not something where I'm an extraordinary husband. Now I don't have to go get the coffee anymore. Send her a nice text, right? It's like fitness. If you stop going to the gym, <laughs> you're going to get out of shape. So part of it is that being is a present moment. It's a choice I make every single day. And that's where my morning routine comes in. You know, Steve would talk about it through the, through the document or however he does it, right? And I have the way that I do it. And everyone has the way that they do it. And, and we we get into how we're going to operate our day and what, what's the input? What am I putting into my mind, right? That's the power of the document and repeating it and becoming the document, which is one of the key things that's covered in the book for those of you that are book enthusiasts. I have a feeling repetition is going to be a part of this answer. I'm sitting, I'm sitting over here and I'm like, the word that keeps coming to me is capacity. Eric's capacity is beyond. And I'm curious if you can share with us what your journey to the capacity you have right now looks like, because I think that is so tied into the being that you're creating. It's like, wow, where the hell does this man get all this capacity? <laughs> it's, a, it's a great observation. And if you look at the Facebook group, right, currently we have 5,500 or so members. And for anybody that goes into the Facebook group, you'll see a very healthy, active Facebook group where real value is being created, which is pretty rare amongst Facebook groups. So we have something that's really special. So to, to the point of capacity, how did that happen? Well, I probably run 15 Facebook groups over the last 10 years. The largest Facebook group I ever ran was 34,000 people. And that was helping a, uh, a fire that happened in the town of Paradise called the Campfire and my wife and I started this Facebook group and the group went viral. We never planned on it going viral. It went, grew to 34,000 people. It became the largest Facebook group in the region to help people out that lost their home in the campfire. Well, without going into all the details, there was a lot of learning that took place in that group. A lot, a lot of learning. So all these Facebook groups I've run, then this 34,000 one, and then this opportunity comes to run Steve's Facebook group. Well, Steve and I never had a conversation about all the Facebook groups I ran, he just trusted his intuition and said, Eric, you know, go ahead and do it. Well, the, the moves I was making inside of the group and how I was interacting with people wasn't random. <laughs> it was a muscle that I developed through repetition. So to your point about capacity, John Maxwell calls it law of the lid. He's one of the great leadership trainers. And he basically says that your capacity is to the lid on like a, a, a pan, right? Well, if you raise the lid, you raise your, your leadership capacity. So I've been working on my skills since 1988, starting with Louise Hayes' book, You Can Heal Your Life. 
And my core message in my sales training company is continuous sales improvement. And that says the path of mastery, this is a common concept, is you're always the student. So I work on my skills every single day, and I've been doing it for decades, understanding that if I did that, I would be raising my capacity. Not like it might work, not like the capacity might go up. No, this is predictable. If I work on these skills, my capacity will go up. Now, Ross, what's interesting, I, based on my estimates, I haven't even hit the midway point of my career. So I'm 23 years into this as a sales trainer, and I got 24 years to go. So my capacity as, and it is, you know, I acknowledge I got a phenomenal capacity and I'm just getting started and I'm just going to keep working on my skills. And this is what I teach other people to do. I say, Hey, be like me in the sense of figure out what are you trying to, what are you up to in your world? Whether it's improved net worth, fitness, career, as a sales trainer, somebody wants to make more sales, build a company, and then figure out how do you intentionally raise the capacity? And this is what I love about the Facebook group. Because Ross, what I get to do in leading that group, I post in there every day. So I'm consistent. But by me posting, I'm increasing my capacity because I'm in the conversation. I'm observing the conversation. I'm listening to the Facebook lives. Not everyone, but some of them. I'm watching the posts. I'm, I'm contributing. So I'm in it. So being in the being conversation for four months, Ross, give me a year after being in this conversation every day for a year. Give me look two years from now, five years from now, you know, next to Steve, I'll probably be the top being guy on the planet. And it's not about competing, right? It doesn't matter if I'm number one or two or three after Steve. It's not even about that. It's about, I can choose to master being. And anybody can choose it, especially with all the resources we have with the YouTube channel. And now we're on Audible and the, and the podcast. And there's all these tools. And then we can practice it in real time inside of the Facebook group. So that's an interesting thing for anybody listening to consider. What would it look like if I worked on my being for the next five years and I became one of the best on the planet at being? Anybody listening right now, Ross, could choose to become one of the best on the planet and being, and that will it'll take your life to beyond your imagination. It'll, it'll make your life beyond what you can even imagine right now. If, if you, any of you followed through on what I just said. This is such a powerful reflection for myself. I'm, I'm observing this. I'm like, yeah, I could be more intentional there, but I, I really want to develop in that area. And here, here I'm, I'm realizing is a, is a trap. Oh, I am developing in that area. Oh, I am growing in that skill set. And where am I not being intentional? Where am I growing? And where am I not being intentional on the potential that that growth actually could be could become if it wasn't something that was just on autopilot? See, that's what I observe in you is there is no autopilot to the areas of life that you want to be great at. And I see you as like an opportunity. Like, an opportunity, man. You discover the opportunity. And when you discover it, you then become intentional and there is no autopilot. Yeah. Like for you, Ross, as you're doing this interview, right? So you doing the interview in this moment right now, you're getting a little bit better. It's a micro improvement. It's so small. You can't see it, or it maybe it's significant enough where you can see it. And whether you can or can't ideas build on themselves and ideas compound. 
So if you're like, all right, I'm going to do these interviews and I'm going to do at least a hundred interviews. So you could predict what those hundred interviews and that improvement is going to be in you. And then the other thing I would tell you is I would advise you to post in the Facebook group once a day. If every day you go in there and post at least once a day, that it, it puts, it puts the being conversation like, it's on your radar, obviously, but it takes it to a whole nother level. If you had that level of commitment, I haven't seen your posting pattern or know if you, if you're posting at that, that consistency or not, but if you posted every day and then you did a hundred or more interviews, it'll blow your mind where your skill set will get to, because there's so much learning just out of the, out of the experience. Like right now, my, me as the guest on the show, I'm getting a little bit better. Every time I'm a guest, I'm a little bit better. I host my own podcast. When I host it, I get a little bit better. And so all of a sudden, my belief in myself is like, wow, I can get better. And anything that's a skill set, I can improve it if I choose to. I play chess for fun. If I wanted to get phenomenal at chess, I could choose to do that. I just play it for fun. But if I ever decide that I want to get phenomenal, I've never played a musical instrument. If I ever want to get phenomenal playing a musical instrument, I can just choose it. Right. And so it's it's a really it's a powerful place of optimism to realize that it's not I love the word become. It's not about where I am now. It's what can I become in the future and what we can become in the future is something that's extraordinary. I'm seeing how how simplified all of this can be to an extent of how aligned are my actions to who I want to be. And I see you as a man where your actions are extraordinarily aligned to who you want to be and the skill sets that you want to craft, one of those being capacity. I did this, Ross, in my marriage. So I've been married twice. My first marriage, I never, I never envisioned we weren't going to be married forever. <clears throat> we were married for over 20 years. It just it didn't work out. So now I'm a single dad. I got two kids. I'm in my forties. Hmm. I'm living. I went from a six bedroom house being married for over 20 years into a two bedroom apartment. So long story short, my daughter's in one room, my son's in the other room. I'm like 43 years old. I'm sleeping on the couch. Okay. <laughs> Cause I didn't want my, I didn't I have a boy and a girl and I didn't want them sleeping in the same room. Cause it's like, you know, I created this scenario. So I, I sucked it up. I, I slept on, on the sofa. And looking at my life, Ross, as the owner of my company, I'm training people all over the world. And this is my current reality at that moment. And I'm like, this is not the life that I want. So I thought about what do I want to create? And I said, well, I want to recreate my family. So what does that look like? Well, I want to get remarried to a woman about my age who will wants to live in the same area I'm in because I didn't want to move my kids out of the school district. I want her to be evolved. So I wrote that word down and I want her to have children because I want, I want us to have a shared experience. So then she's likely going to be divorced. So I wrote all this stuff down and then I thought, okay, what does that look like to create that? Like if I was going to have that woman show up in my life, what would that look like? And I thought, okay, well, if I was going to get married, if I reverse engineer it, the step before marriage is we would get engaged. The step before that is we'd be in a committed relationship. Step before that is we'd be dating. And the step before that, it all came back to drinks or coffee, taking a woman <laughs> to drinks or coffee. 
So it was totally logical to me, Ross, is all I have to do is date somebody. And then if they're not the one, they don't think I'm the one, or I don't think they're the one, then that would end. And I would just date somebody else, drinks her coffee, and I'd start this path. And if it didn't work, I'd just start right back over again. And it didn't work a bunch of times. And I didn't get discouraged. I was just like, okay, well, she wasn't the right one. And then I met my wife, Heather, who's in the group. If any of you are in the group, you'll, you'll see my wife, Heather. And I have, of the 3 billion women on the planet, this is the perfect woman for me, Ross. And, but I created her before I met her. So I knew what to see, but it wasn't just law of attraction. Okay. I wrote all the stuff down. Now she's going to show up. Mm-hmm. I did the action behind it. And I had an optimistic view. And when, when these relationships that I was in didn't work out, I wasn't discouraged. And I have the most extraordinary relationship. It's far beyond Ross, what I could even imagine. Like I wouldn't even dare to imagine what I have now. I'd be like, that doesn't even exist. There's not a woman on the planet where that exists. And my, Anyway, I, I manifested this. And so we have this incredible, incredible relationship. And it really has to do with this conversation that we're talking about and how I view the world. Because a lot of people would live in a story of, well, my relationship didn't work. My marriage didn't work. Therefore, I guess I'm not supposed to be married. I'm not supposed to have my happily ever after. It's not meant to be for me. You know, a lot of people have, they might have a view like that. And I'm really, I, I align with, the concept of creating what do I want to create and then what needs to happen. And I'm in addition to the being conversation, I'm also really into the doing. <laughs> so <laughs> I will like the doing of, you know, going out on these dates to find the right one. I didn't look at it. This is just my own worldview. I didn't look at it as just being, that was absolutely a huge piece of it. But I also looked at, like the idea of the repetition, like I'm still going to have to go on these certain number of dates in order to find the, you know, the, the woman for me. And so it's kind of like a combination, optimistic thinking, creating your future being, which is a new idea to me. And then, then the doing and putting the reps in to create the results that I want. My own experience deeply resonates with that. So throughout my twenties, I wanted deep and meaningful friendships outside of a love relationship where I was around people that I found to be inspiring, that were impactful humans. And they just were not showing up on my doorstep. And I internalized that as what's wrong with me? Where have I not expanded in my own um, journey of being? And the realization was the being wasn't the problem. It was the doing. I was waiting for the result. I wanted to show up on my doorstep and getting into the, uh, Stevosphere, the ultimate coach metaverse, it was very synchronistic timing because I was like, oh, I need to create these relationships, which actually led me into the Facebook group because it is just an incredible place of like-minded people. And that led to me creating the relationships that I'm now experiencing, which it's, it was, it's like, it was that simple. I was waiting internalizing what is wrong with me. And it was as simple as doing and creating and acting. Well, you look at our interview right now. You created this interview. 
I didn't reach out to, hey, Ross, I really want to be on the show. Would you interview me? And there's, that's cool when that happens. But in, in my experience of life, people aren't usually knocking on my door going, hey, Eric, we heard about all this great sales training you're doing. We want to hire you to train our team. <laughs> Doesn't usually work like that. It, it, sometimes it does. And I love it when stuff falls into my lap. But the stuff that falls into my lap, it, it, it pales in comparison to the results I've produced by going out and getting it. My dream wife didn't fall into my lap, right? I had to go create that through my actions. And so I think that a, a lot of people, to your point, they're just like, they're not proactively going out. Like if, if somebody wants more friends, then reach out to more people, <laughs> have more conversations. Hey, do you want to go out for lunch? Hey, I'm going to a movie. Hey, do you want to, you know, uh, have a Zoom meeting, right? And, and if people really got connected to the fact of, wow, what could I create? I have a client right now. He's, he's in a constant complaint about his job. And we get on these coaching calls and I hate my job. I hate my job. I hate my job. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. And why don't you, in between our coaching sessions, go out on some interviews, even if you don't want to work there, just have the experience of the interviews, start reaching out to some business owners and seeing, like create a job, even if it doesn't ex- like they're not, it's not on their job board, but you could go to them and say, Hey, this is a skill set. This is what I could do for you. Are you interested? And so, so far, <laughs> the conversation has been, I hate my job, I hate my job, I hate my job. And it's like, I got that. So do you want to live the rest of your life hating your job? Or do you want to go out and create something that you're excited about going to on a daily basis? And he could literally live the rest of his life stuck in his job, or he can go and create something that's extraordinary. And either way, he's right. And if he, if he doesn't create the job, he could live his life and go, yep, it wasn't meant to be. Or he could go create the awesome job and go, it was meant to be. And it's his choice. It's like, you want door number one or you want door number two? You want a crappy future? You want an amazing future? And we get to decide. And that's my experience of life is that I I have gone out and created building a global sales training organization. It didn't fall into my lap. I had to go out and I had to create that. And I did that. So I'm like the ultimate optimist around what human beings can create if they really, there's a saying clearly defining what you want as a skill set, clearly defining what you want as a skill set. From that clarity, who do you have to be in order to create that? And then show up as that and watch what happens. And it truly is that simple. That's been my experience. Now, along the way, there's been a lot of lessons and there's been some pain and struggle and, you know, but that's just peeling back the onion. Right. And as I go for life, sometimes it is very painful because when you really put yourself out there, you know, you have the chance of, of failing. Right. And so falling short or whatever you want to call it. And so I've, I've had my fair share of that, but as far as creating results, it is a pretty simple, pretty simple thing in my experience. Absolutely. So before we go be our extraordinary selves in real life, the last question I have for you is what's the next stage of being Eric? You know, it is, um, it's me better understanding who I am. And I, I, I understand who I am to a point, <clears throat> but I think there's definitely more, there's more there for me to really, really get, you know, who I really am. And so it's, it's just continuing to, to peel the onion. Um, I do have it up on my board. I do want to go do some work personally with Steve. I work with Steve in, 
in the project, but we don't have a coaching relationship. We have a project relationship, which is great. So we do the project together because that's our agreement. But we have had some conversations <clears throat> about me becoming a client, which if any of you are listening, you know that that's a significant commitment of time and of financial resources. And I do believe Steve can help me unlock who I am, but it's, it's just continuing. It's just continuing this journey. You know, um, I think that, um, you know, I'm already impacted on a global level. I see that happening on a larger scale, um, impacting more companies, bringing my talents into organizations, very similar to what I'm doing for Steve, you know, running all the social media, you know, helping individuals and companies with that kind of an energy to help them with what they're up to. And uh, I do want to just say a couple things about all the social media. For any of you listening to this, um, the ultimate coach book.com is the hub web page. So when you go to that page, you can find the LinkedIn group, the Facebook group, the YouTube channel, the this, the that, all the resources are there. And what I would encourage all of you to do, two things. Whenever I'm doing a podcast, if you resonate with the podcast, listen to it seven times. And the reason I want you to listen to it seven times is it'll put these ideas into your subconscious mind. There were some things I said today and things that Ross commented on that you got you got it at the first listen through. You got it as good as you can get it listening. If you listen to it a second time, there's things I said that you'll hear different. If you listen to it seven times, you're going to put these thoughts into the subconscious mind. So I'd encourage you to do that. And I would encourage you, like I gave the issue to challenge to Ross of posting in the group once a day. I would say that to anybody. If you want to really dive into this conversation, get into the Facebook group, the Ultimate Coach Facebook group, post there once a day. There's something really powerful to get here from this conversation about being and all the tools that uh, Steve and the team have created. So those are a a couple of uh, final thoughts for all of you. Eric, thank you so much. I want to end on one note just as a testament to who you are, because I don't want listeners to miss this subtle message. At the beginning of our conversation, here was a man that was deep in the conviction and knowing of who he was. And that was the reason that he was explaining, I am able to hold the space of other people's presence when they are not being their best selves, when they're having tension, when they're having explosiveness. And he was saying it's not being received as hurt because he knows who he is. And notice how even with that, This conversation finishes with him saying, my next level is discovering more of who I am. And for me, the message is there is no journey. There's just a destination. How committed are you to you? Awesome, Ross. Well said. Thank you so much, Eric. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. If you know someone who would benefit from today's conversation, please share this podcast with them. Also, we invite you to visit theultimatecoachbook.com so you can continue your personal exploration of being. There you will find links to join our wonderful community, get your own copy of The Ultimate Coach Book, and more. Simply go now to www.theultimatecoachbook.com. That's www.theultimatecoachbook.com. The link is also available in the show notes. We appreciate your support. Be blessed. Be you.